Hi, this is Billy Van Zandt, and you are listening to TV Confidential. I have a, a reputation for being sort of controversial and irreverent and also the semantic bear trap of bad taste. And actually, I do have, and I will always be accused of bad taste by the people who eat in restaurants to reserve service, you know, that kind of scene to anyone, yeah. But you might be interested in how I became offensive. Uh, Ed Roberts, along with our guest Howard Storm with, um, and Steve Stoyer. Howard and Steve are the co-authors of The Imperfect Storm from Henry Street to Hollywood, the story of Howard's life and career on stage as a stand-up comedian, as well as his career in television, both in front of and behind the camera. Billy Crystal says that reading The Imperfect Storm is like having an intimate conversation with a funny charming man who has seen almost everything and everyone in front of and behind the camera. Well, Dick Cavett says the only problem with The Imperfect Storm is that it ends. The Imperfect Storm from Henry Street to Hollywood, available hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Steve Stoyer, also the author of Raised Eyebrows, a memoir of Steve's three years as Groucho Marx's personal secretary and archivist during the last three years of Groucho's life. Raised eyebrows, also available, Amazon.com. Before we went to break, Howard and Steve and I were talking about why comedians often make very good dramatic actors because they instinctively understand timing, while dramatic actors often struggle when they attempt to portray comedy. And a great example of that, which Howard and Steve talk about in The Imperfect Storm is the difference between Lenny Bruce, the comedian, whom Howard knew, and Dustin Hoffman's performance as Lenny Bruce in the 1974 movie Lenny. It's very difficult for an actor to play a comedian because the comedian has been developing this thing for years. Lenny was working on that material for 15, 16 years, where Dustin had to go in and uh, pick it up immediately. And uh, that's almost impossible. But about how long does it take a good comedian before they really feel like they got their act down? In my opinion, it takes maybe 10 years of, you know, failing and, and being successful, failing, being successful. It's a very difficult thing, although there are exceptions like... Uh, Freddie Prince, uh, you know, he came uh, out as a kid, 17, 18 years old, and scored immediately with hardly any background. Woody Allen never got over his stage fright. Even though he was very successful as a stand-up, I think he would often, you know, throw up before going on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was very difficult for him. And I remember the first time he went on stage. I had to push him out there. <laughs> and he took the he took the mic and he leaned, he put his mouth on the mic. He turned his back to the audience. He mumbled. It was just so difficult for him. But then it was interesting. After a while, he started to get comfortable, and there was you know that was Woody Allen. 
that everybody saw and loved. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Cause I'm, you sort of read my mind, Howard, because I've got tapes of some of Woody's old albums from the 60s, and you would never know that before the lights went on, he was a nervous wreck, because once the lights went on and he's working in front of the audience, he seemed perfectly natural. Yeah, it, he got to that, but it was very tough. I remember them pushing him on stage. You know, he was just so frightened of doing it. He turned his back to the audience. He put the mic to his mouth. <laughs> I remember seeing a, a Cavett show with Laurence Olivier from the late 70s, and Olivier said he never got over stage fright. All the Shakespearean plays he did, all the, you know, the greatest living actor, all this stuff, and he said before he goes out on stage, he's still terrified. So yeah. You're in good company if you're, if you're, you know, mouth is dry and your hands are sweating before you go out onto, st onto the stage. Yeah, I mean, for Woody, it was very tough. Because yeah. he was not a natural performer. But yeah, then, he only wanted to be a writer. Yeah, yeah. For others, for Nichols and May. And Charlie and Jack insisted that he do a stand-up. Rollins and Jaffe. Yeah. 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 Then Woody had no interest in doing a stand-up. But they pushed him and pushed him, and uh, it turned out to be the right thing. Howard Storm and Steve Stolyer are on the line with us. Howard and Steve are the co-authors of The Imperfect Storm from Henry Street to Hollywood, the story of Howard's life and career on stage as a stand-up comedian, as well as his career in television in front of and behind the camera. The Imperfect Storm is available through Bear Manor Media as well as Amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One of my favorite sections in... The Imperfect Storm is where you talk about the time you worked the nightclub circuit in San Francisco in the 1960s, you know, places like the Hungry Eye. Oh, yeah, I loved being at the Hungry Eye. And uh, I got along extremely well with Banducci, the owner, and he was a character, Enrico. I bought a little um, Honda motorbike, more or less. And Enrico asked me if he could take a ride on it, and I said no, and I drove, <laughs> drove away. The next day at my hotel, they called me at the desk and said, look out the window, and there was Enrico sitting on a big BMW bike. <laughs> <laughs> my and he gave me the finger and drove off. <laughs> Didn't you have to pinch hit for Mort Saul at the Hungry Eye sometimes? Yes, and Morton, he never got along. And they got into a fight, and Mort left. He just walked off. And it was a Thursday, and he said to me, I need you to fill in for Mort. I said, the audience is going to kill me. They're coming to see <clears> Mort, and I'm going to be out there. You know, They're going to go nuts. He said, don't worry about it. So... And I said, I'm working the Playboy, which was up the street. He said, that's okay, I'll hold the show up for you. So I would do the Playboy show, go running down two blocks to the Hungry Eye, go on stage, 
do my act, run back up to the place. <laughs> do my act, run back down <laughs> to, the, to the hungry eye. It was nuts. You mentioned the proximity between the Playboy Club in San Francisco and the hungry eye. Back then, it was, I understand, back then it was not uncommon for other comics who maybe work in, at one club to drop in and see some, if, if they knew that uh, you were in town, for example, they would drop in and see your act, even though they're performing you know, across the street. Yeah. And then there were those that came in to see you so they could steal. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say that you actually had developed something of a following in San Francisco. It wasn't long before you gave up stand-up to devote yourself to directing, but didn't you say you had kind of a, a fan? Yeah, it was the only place that any, I had any kind of um, cachet, I guess you'd call it. The, um, when, um, when I filled in for Mort, I said to, to Banducci, that audience is going to kill me. Yeah. They, they're coming to see Mort Saul and, uh, and Howard Storm is on stage. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. And he was right. I mean, I was shocked that there was no blowback from it. So, so I think you... that's the only place in the, in the entire country that I had a bit of a following. Were you in San Francisco because you were working on Take the Money and Run at San Quentin? Uh, yes. Yeah, we we were doing... Uh, I was busy. <laughs> I was doing Take the Money and Run at San Quentin and the, and the, the Playboy Club and the Hungry Eye. When you were in San Francisco, Howard, did you ever cross paths with a guy named Mal Sharp? No. Okay. He was a local personality up in San Francisco. He, he kind of came onto the scene around the 60s. He did a variation of The Man on the Street. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I didn't know him. The only person I knew at that time was Ronnie Shell. Yep. Was working a hungry eye. Yes, Ron- Ronnie Shell, who uh, went to San Francisco State uh, University, and I believe, like you and Steve, are, are still members of Yarmy's Army. Yes. And Ronnie went on the road with the group out of that college. Uh, I'm trying to think of who they are now. Not the committee? No, no. It was a uh, singing group. Uh, there was Nick and uh, we had just one out of my head, but they were very hot. And Ronnie was l- lucky enough to have been in, in school with them so that he went on the road with them. As a comedian, though, not as a singer? Yeah, as a comedian. So he, would, he, he may have been like their opening act or something like that. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Hey, that's a good gig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there was a lot of good music coming out of San Francisco back then. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk some more about the changing scene of music and comedy in San Francisco during the 1960s and in L.A. during the 1970s when we continue our conversation with Howard Storm and Steve Stoyer here on TV Confidential. One more item, if you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.